Well, welcome to church. It's so good to worship with you guys. Um, it's fun. I said it last time I did it, but it's fun to sit back there and play and just see. And um, I was praying today, um, this morning. Uh, Rachel's gone, so um, I feel like I'm lost. But um, thank goodness for Jesus, amen? He has found me. And um, I was up this morning super early. I don't know why. Um, I was up really early, and I was praying. And the Lord just um, revealed a word to me uh, in Scripture. And I'm going to jump into the message here in a second. But as I was playing um, and as I was watching, uh, ministry is spirit to spirit. Amen. Um, ministry is spirit to spirit, meaning it's not weird. There's not weird spirits. It's doing, doing life together with each other, right? Helping one another, ministering to each other's spirit and soul and mind so that we can strengthen each other, we can grow each other, we can minister. And I was, I was watching um, worship, and I was worshiping, and I was thanking God for everything that he's done and um, just reminiscing on how good he is. Anybody thankful for how good God is? I am. Um, the, the Lord dropped a, a, a reminder in my heart of a passage in Scripture in Acts. And uh, there's a boy in the book of Acts that is uh, sitting in a church service, I call it. Uh, Paul is teaching in a house, right? He's teaching in a house, and this young boy, um, for the sake of names, his name is E. He was sitting in a window, right? He was sitting in a window as he was listening to Paul preach, one of the greatest communicators, in my opinion, of all time. He was hearing him preach in the flesh, the guy that we read from often in the New Testament. And this young man is sitting there listening to this man preach and give the gospel and share the good news of Jesus and share how good our God is and share that Jesus loves people and that he died for them not too long ago and that he wants to live with them and walk with them and talk with them. All the good things about Jesus, that floors me. And this young boy sitting there, and it's an imagery of there's a window open, and there's darkness outside. And he's sitting on the edge of the window. I know this is not in my notes. I'm sorry. I just feel like I need to say this. Um, and, and, and inside is the light. The light of Jesus is being taught. The good news of Jesus is being taught. Everything that is encompassing Jesus is being taught and talked about and spoken and sung and encouraged. And there's darkness, right? So light and darkness, young boy sitting in the window. Homie falls asleep, right? The scripture says. It says he fell asleep and he fell out the window. <laughs> Falls out the window and dies while Paul is preaching. This is in Acts. Read it. Acts 20, I think it's in Acts 20. 20 verse 9, I think. Um, he falls asleep and dies. What in the world? Paul is preaching. He's teaching. He's talking about the goodness of Jesus. He's talking about how good God is. And this young man, you know what I think it means? It's a spiritual deadness. See, we can sing songs all day long. We can proclaim how good our God is. But some of you this morning are sitting on that windowsill. And you're going to either fall to the things of this world, you're going to either fall to darkness, or you're going to step in and start walking in the light of Jesus Christ. I'm going to preach. Right? I don't have time. We don't have time. But this young boy falls out onto the ground. Paul is uh, amazing, right? He runs down there and he lays on the kid and he prays for him. And he, kid wakes up, comes back to life. How cool, right? And he's like, come back in. I'm going to keep preaching. What an awesome man. He's like, I'm not done preaching yet. Kid's like, okay, I'll come back in with you, right? Because that's how good God is, right? Even if you fall into the darkness, God's still like, yo, wake up. Come on. I got more for you. I got a lot more for you. Let's go. I'm not done with you yet. Some of you in this room this morning think Jesus is done with you. He's not. Rachel needs to be here. She would be like, he's not done working with you yet. He hasn't finished his plan in you yet. He hasn't unveiled everything for you yet. Your story's not done being written, so stop thinking that it is and fall into the window side. Walk in the light of Jesus Christ. 
That's the good news of Jesus. It's not on your own strength. Guess what? You can't do it. <laughs> that should be like, whoo. You mean I don't have to do anything? No. You got to do nothing. You just got to rest. Really? How many of you like to rest? My hand's up. If your hand is not up, you're lying. Everybody loves to rest. I just get to sit in the goodness of God. I get to gaze at his beauty. I get to be in awe of who he is. I get the wonder of Jesus all the time. I get the goodness and the grace. I don't have to do anything else except rest. No, this is how good God is. And some of you all today have a decision to make. Really, you have a decision. You're on that window. You're sitting in that window. You hear it. You know it. You've heard it all. You understand every scripture. You understand all the words. Darkness is calling you. Light's calling you even louder. Where will you fall today? Today we're going to continue in our series, Pure Gold. It's about Proverbs, and it's about the, the words that Solomon wrote. It's, it's a book that people use all throughout the world, actually. Believers and non-believers, followers of Jesus and non-followers of Jesus. Many, many business leaders will take principles out of the book of Proverbs. There, there's a guy that I know and some people come from his industry and he tells his people, hey, even if you don't believe in Jesus, just read Proverbs. These kids are reading and they're like, wow, there's some really good stuff in here. Yeah, that's the word of God. It's really good stuff. <laughs> it's not a bunch of like crazy things that you have to do. It's like life-breathing, giving stuff. It's amazing, right? And so people all over are, are sharing Proverbs, and Solomon writes uh, many, many things that we've talked about. We've talked about the power of the tongue. We've talked about pride. Uh, we've talked about fearing the Lord is the beginning, the baseline of all things. And we're talking about finding the pureness of God, finding the pure wisdom of God. That's what we've been discovering. If you have not been here, I encourage you, I challenge you to check out the, the sermons online. I don't do that often. Because I'm the ones giving them, I'm not like self-promoting, but they're very encouraging, I hope. And they're very change, they're, they're life-changing, so check them out. But we've been going through this series of Pure Gold, and today there's something that I want to kind of correlate to where I just feel the Lord drop that in me. But we're going to talk about something called counsel and advice. Counsel and advice. Today, I believe more than ever, we're going to see the power of godly counsel and godly advice for our lives. I'm not necessarily... Everyone's like, oh, good, this is going to be a good one for me because I want to know how to give. We're not talking about how to give advice today, okay? So some of you are like, yes, I'm going to know how to talk to this person or that person. I'm talking to y'all. We're talking to, uh, to this to the, today, right? Not to, oh, I can walk out of here and this is how I give advice, right? Not necessarily. Today we're discovering how to listen, how to heed, how to take godly advice and counsel. It's valuable. We got to understand that it's what we're called to walk in. Godly counsel and godly advice. Godly counsel. Godly counsel keeps you focused. It keeps you firm. And it keeps you from fool's gold. We've been discovering how every one of these topics has, has wrapped around it fool's gold. Right? Pride. Get it out. Right? Selfishness. Get it out. It's fool's gold. It's not going to last. It's not going to keep you shining. It's not going to keep you bright. It's not going to keep you living. Right? It's fool's gold. This is the same as if we don't have godly counsel, we're going to walk in fool's gold. Amen? You with me this morning? Let me say this because I say it often. I say that people that you surround yourself with, right, they're, they're like an elevator. They're going to either take you up or they're going to take you down. I hear that all the time from my mentors. Who you surround you with, give me your five best friends. I'm going to show you where you're going to go in the next five years. I hear it all the time from my guys that, that speak into my life. It's the truth. But I'm here to say the people you listen to will dictate who you live to be. Okay? So not only will they take you, but who you listen to and what you're listening to will ultimately be who you live to be, right? If you have a friend telling you how terrible you are, find a new friend. 
If you're terrible, go to the prayer closet, ask God to make you not terrible, and go be a better friend, right? But if you're hearing this negative stuff about you, find better people. Because who you listen to is ultimately who you will become. we got to listen to godly counsel. we got to listen to godly words. we got to listen to the words of heaven. You know God's shouting words over your life day in and day out, hour by hour, minute by minute. It's the power of God. There's counsel happening everywhere today, guys. Turn on the news, open up social media, read a magazine, read a newspaper, talk, uh, listen to, to, to talk radio, watch talk TV shows. Everybody's giving advice, right? You can't help but go out into this world and get advice of some way, of somehow, of something going on in this world, can you? I can't. Everywhere I look, I'm like, wow, they're trying to tell me something. Wow, they're trying to tell me something. Wow, they're trying to tell me something. And I'm like inundated with like information and knowledge. And at the end of the day, ultimately, I want us to have the pure gold of heaven that's speaking and we're gaining advice from. Heaven. Heaven. To where we're no longer walking and talking and living like the world is living. But we're walking and talking as sons and daughters of Jesus. Today's message I have entitled, Pure Gold, I'm talking to you. Pure Gold, I'm talking to you. I'm going to this. It's going to be up on the screen. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind, everyone say bind. Bind them on your heart always and tie, everyone say tie. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of the discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Jesus, we ask by the power of your Holy Spirit this morning that we would lean in, that we would press in. God, that today we will gain heavenly wisdom and heavenly counsel and heavenly advice from you, God. God, I pray today that if people are listening to to the world, if they're listening to what the world is saying, God, that they would silence it and they would run to you, oh God. God, I pray today that our ears would be open. That our heart would be open to receive all that you have for us today, God. God, we want to know you deeper. We want to know how you speak. We want to know what you're speaking. So help us in our unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. A powerful passage of scripture. I titled this message, Pure Gold, I Am Talking to You. Many of you know that I was an athlete. I say a lot of uh, sports analogies, so my apologies if you're like, I'm done with the sports analogy. Get another one. I don't have a lot of other ones. This was my life. This is what I did. I played sports in college, and I continued to just do that all my time growing through college, and then it came to an end there. But I remember this time specifically. This is one of the funniest, craziest moments of my four years playing at the university. We recruited this young man to come in and play with us, and uh, when he came in, I, I got the privilege to have him stay with me, and I was like kind of his older brother on the team at that time. He was a freshman, I was a junior, and, and he came in, right, and he was a really good athlete. He was a really good kid, uh, but he wasn't necessarily going to be running and, and starting right away for the team, right? He had a lot of development to take place, but he was a really good athlete. We had a coach at my university who was, let me just say it this way, out of his mind, flat out. The guy was nuts. I have never been a part of a coaching staff that was as crazy as these guys. I mean, I thought 5 a.m. was early. When you start getting into 3.30 a.m. wake-ups and practices, you're like, dude, what are you doing to us? Do you want us to win? Do you want us to lose? Like, he was just purely nuts, right? This man would just shout 
all the time. He would scream all the time. Personally, I was cool with that. Like, it motivated me, right? I was like, come on, keep yelling at me. I love it, right? But other people were like, oh, man, this guy's crazy, right? He would just do crazy stuff. There's stories. Like, long story short, career did not last that very long at the university. He was there for like four seasons and, and no longer. Just to give you a picture of how crazy this guy was, right? And I remember this one meeting, like this very first meeting that this freshman was now sitting in. He was sitting in this meeting, and we were there, and the coach just begins to go crazy, right, on us about how the practice was this way and that way, and you guys are all terrible, and why did I recruit any of you? And you're all sitting there like, why did you recruit us then? You know, like, did you ever want to say that to a coach? Like, he's like, why did I recruit you? I'm like, I don't know. You did. Like, why did you? Because obviously there was something. Never mind. Counseling sessions. I'm working through it. And he was sitting there, and he was screaming, he was yelling, and this kid, I remember looking over this kid, and this kid was just kind of like looking up in the ceiling. Just like one of those, like, you ever see somebody, like, just lost? Like, you're like, and he was just like, for, like, the 20-minute meeting, right? And I'm, like, looking at him. He's just, his coach is screaming. Now, coach is giving us the game plan. Coach is telling us what we're going to do, how we're going to act, how we have a game that night. He's telling us this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to win. This is all this stuff. And the kid's just like, afterwards, I said, hey, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. What are you talking about? I'm here. I'm present. And I was like, okay, you got everything that he just said? Yeah, 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 I got everything that he would just said. Yeah, okay, cool. We get to the game. Kid actually gets called up off the bench, right? So he's coming in. I, he plays right next to me. He plays right next to me. And I said, hey, bro, like you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You remember what coach talked about, right? You remember that he was talking to us and you remember what we're going to do? He's like, yeah, right, for sure, totally. Let's do this. I was like, okay, cool. This kid's confident. Let's do this, right? Five minutes in, this kid just does the complete opposite of what we were doing. Goal scored. We lose the game two to one, right? And I'm looking at him going, what in the world? Where were you? He was like, what are you talking about? I said, the meeting. He goes, I wasn't listening. Flat out. I said, what? He said, I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention. I was like, where were you? You were in the meeting, but you weren't listening. He goes, oh, I was in the meeting. But I have this ability just to tune anybody out at any point at any time. And I was like, wow, that's impressive. Let's talk. Like, I need that ability sometimes. And he was like, I was not listening to that time. And I was clearly like, we see that now. Right? Kid never played again, unfortunately. Right? But there's many of people like this, right? There's many times that we're sitting there, we get with God, we're listening to God, but then there's times that we're just sitting there just staring. And he's speaking. And we're just looking. And he's saying, hey, my son, my I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm speaking to you. And we're just, oh, maybe this voice will be better. Maybe this will tell me what I need to hear, right? Maybe this will be a better point for me to jump into the, son, daughter, I'm talking to you. I want to share the good things of me with you. See, some of us today, myself included, we're in there. But we're not listening. We're with God, but we're not listening to God. This is the point. This is, this is the point where I, I really believe today. We are sitting there, and he's screaming advice. He's screaming counsel. He's screaming wisdom. And we're there, and we're like, cool, yep, yeah, uh-huh, great. And we go out, and we do the complete opposite of what he's called us to do. We do the complete opposite of what his word says to do. Why? I'll figure it out. I got it. I'm good. Same way that the kid was. He, he thought his ability was going to carry him. 
When all along, he needed to be a part of the God plan. He needed to be part of the game plan. I mean, and, and there's us in his room that are going, I got it. I can figure it out. And I'm screaming, going, hey, there's advice and there's counsel and there's wisdom coming from God. And if you would just stop doing your own thing and step into his thing, you will be a part of the God plan thing. But when all, I'll figure it out. I got my girlfriends to listen to. I got my mother. I got my father. Yeah, that's good. We're going to talk about that. I got the news. I got social media. I'll be up to date. I got everything that I need today. We have everything we need today. Do you guys realize that? You all know that. We're the fastest generation of getting information 24-7. It's crazy. But today he's screaming out saying, hey, I got godly counsel. I got godly advice. I got pure wisdom, pure gold that I want to share with you. Will you be willing to listen to me today? I don't know about you, but I need to listen to God. No, like I really need to listen to God day in and day out. Because you know when that doesn't happen? I'm lost, flat out. I'm lost. I'm confused. It may look good, but it's not good. I'm not condemning anybody. This is just me. Like, there's times that I hear God, I hear him speak, I hear him say something, I read his word, I get advice, I listen, and I walk out and I do the other thing. Anybody else been in that moment? Just so for the sake of counseling purposes, we can all. Right? Today, I want us to just say, no, 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 no. By the power of the Holy Spirit, by his help, I'm going to lean in to godly wisdom and godly counsel and godly advice. If we don't want to fall to this world, we need a steadfast grip on listening, heeding, and believing. Key word. Because you can listen, you can heed, but you got to believe in the counsel of God. Hello. You can read this book and just read it. Or you can read this book and believe it. There's a difference. Flat out. Difference, complete difference. You can read it, or you can actually believe that God's got great things in store for you. In order to walk, breathe, and live in this life, we need counsel and advice. In order to receive it, we need to know it. We need to know where it comes from. It comes from a heavenly source. It's going to require us to act in faith, and it's going to keep us walking in God's best, and it's going to keep us faithfully focused. Four points today. Four points. Can we do four points today? This is quiet in here today. It's real quiet. Why? Because advice and counsel, it's hard to take sometimes. Why? Because it doesn't feel good all the time, right? That's what I said. Get rid of the feels. Who cares about the feels, right? God is a God of love. He's a God of goodness and grace and mercy. And everything that he's doing for you isn't so that you just feel good. Okay. All right. I'll leave it there. Listen. He's trying to build you. He's trying to strengthen you. He's trying to ignite something in you that is in you that is only in you and from him and him alone. Godly counsel, it's valuable. It's worth it. The first thing is this. Godly counsel is rooted in heavenly authority. Godly counsel always, always, always is rooted in heavenly authority. And everybody says, come on now. Pure wisdom and counsel comes from an authoritative place and nowhere else. Wisdom and counsel needs to come from the mouth of God. It comes from heaven. You ever taken bad advice? My hand's up. We all have. We all have. We've, always, we've all taken bad advice. I can't tell you the countless stories of me taking bad advice from people. Because I thought that person was, was the voice piece instead of going to the one that actually is the voice. Right? See, we run to the people instead of running to the person. We run to friends instead of going to the friend. 
Hello, you know Jesus is a friend to you, right? Some of you are like nodding your head. Others are like, I don't know, maybe. Let me just say this to you. He's a friend to you. He's not this to you. He's this to you, right? If we're going to gain godly counsel, it's got to be rooted in heavenly authority. I wonder if we, if we listen to godly counsel, how many times less would we trip up? How many times would we have not fallen in life? How many times would we have not had to go and pick up the pieces and try to put them together to something? If we just heeded the voice of God, if we just heeded godly counsel that came from heaven and in heaven alone, how many of us would feel like, man, I wouldn't have had to gone through this, this, and this, and this? My hand's up. I wish. I don't regret, right? There's, you can't go back, right? None of us can go back. But I just think, man, maybe we should learn. If we can't go back, then maybe we should learn. I'm preaching some. It's going. Whew. Because if we learn from this, then the next time that it comes, we're not going to do what we did at this point. We're going to do something different. We're going to do God's thing this time. But it's got to come from heaven. See, the scriptures say in verse 20, in that passage, it says, Keep your father's commandment. Forsake not your mother's teaching. Also in Proverbs 7, 1 through 3, it says this, My son. Keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them in the tablet of your heart. The language used in that verse that we read is supposed to denote a reverent respect of the authoritative position of a mother and a father. That the words of a mother and father are powerful, weighty, and incredibly impactful for their children. Right? What are you talking about? I thought we are talking about godly counsel comes from wisdom. Let me just explain something here. Solomon is very intentional here. Very intentional, right? The family dynamic back then, right, back then is a lot different from the family dynamic today. Okay, you with me? Nod your heads, right? So the home, right, back then was different from the home today, right? So here, godly authority, godly counsel. The word was talked to the people of God. It was constantly proclaimed to the people of God. The wisdom and the teaching of a father and mother were constantly. Today, not necessarily the case in everybody. Okay, we all with me? Right? So here, godly counsel. Here, <laughs> sometimes. Okay? This passage of scripture is super intentional to use mothers and fathers. Don't forsake your father's teaching. Don't forgo your mother's instruction. Don't lose out. Because at that point in time, what they were proclaiming was heaven authority, was heavenly wisdom, was heavenly counsel. The parents were so intentional saying, I got to raise my son and daughter. I got to raise my children in the things of God. Parents! Raise your kids in the things of God. And they will not depart. I'm, true, I, I'm a testimony to that. My parents raised me. Did I listen to them? It's part of that stuff that I listened to. And I said, man, I should have listened to them. But I know for a fact that the fact that my parents raised me in godly counsel and godly wisdom and godly authority, I am walking in the way that I am today. So parents, be encouraged. You're doing better than you think you're doing. I promise you. You're doing awesome. Keep raising them. Keep doing it. But godly authority. Do not forget it. Write it. And it says in Proverbs 7, write it on the tablet of your heart. Do not miss out. See, there's advice in our elders. There's advice in our counsel. There's wisdom in listening to our parents. Listen to your parents, right? There's wisdom in that, right? But can I be honest? At the end of the day, you got to listen to God. See, it first starts with God. Well, how do I listen to God? Get alone with God. Read his word. Be intentional about separating some time and get along with him. Authority starts, counsel starts when you start first with 
God, I listen to pastors. I listen to my father. I listen to godly men and women. I listen to all sorts of people that I know have heavenly authority. But the first thing that I have to do, the first thing, if you want to walk in wisdom and counsel, is you need to start with God. Amen. There's no like, well, I'll maybe go to God after I go here. It doesn't work that way. Right? It just doesn't. Well, I'll call, I'll call my best friend, my bestie. Me and the bestie. We'll talk. Bestie? What does a bestie even mean? I don't even know. Right? I'll call my bestie and I'll talk all about the situation. I'll tell them every detail. I won't miss a thing. I'll just make sure they know all of it and then I'll get advice and counsel for them. Can we just stop calling our besties? Can you first go to God? Say, God, I'm here. I'm in this situation. God, I need advice. God, I need counsel. God, I need wisdom. God, I need this. God, I want this. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what you're saying. I want to know where you're leading me. And then what happens? The awesome thing about God, this will waken some people. I believe it. When you go to God and you're like, God, this is what's going on. This is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what your word says. This is what I believe. This is what I know you to be true. What happens is, is when he speaks to you, then when you go call bestie, if they're walking with the Lord the same way you're walking with the Lord, hello. They're going to be like, hey, <laughs> it happens all the time. It's awesome. They're like, hey, I was praying for you this morning. Really? Yeah, and God dropped this for me for you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I just heard from God about the same thing that way. No, 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 people don't think this way. It's the truth. It's the, tr it's the God-given truth. This is what happens when you walk in godly authority first. No, no, yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, oh, you were? That is so awesome. It's the truth, though. You want to walk in godly authority? It's got to start with God first. Go to him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to share it with you. He wants to lead you and guide you. He doesn't want to kick you to the wayside. He doesn't want to put bad things in front of you. He's not going to give you a stone. So real quick, I scroll down. What is heavenly counsel like then? Just three things that I came up with. We're going to move on to the next point. Just a basic baseline of what godly counsel is like. The first thing is this. It's not confusing. God is not a God of confusion. Some of you need to hear that this morning as you're making a decision, as you're seeking advice. He is not a God of confusion. He's, whoo, cut and dry. He's not like, oh, maybe this, maybe this. If I feel this way today, this is like God speaking, right? If, what am I doing? It's cut and dry. It's not confusing. See, when people come to me and they're like, I feel God saying this to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, but I sense all this or I feel all this. And I'm like, yo, Pause. Because you and I could have a really good conversation. I could give you some advice. I could give you some wisdom. But you're not going to listen to me because you first need to go back to the source, the one that actually is going to lead you and guide you and direct you. And he's not going to be confusing. So when you come back and you're like, this is what I feel God's doing, I pray that God's going to confirm it in my heart than to share it with you. And we're all going to be on the same page. Hallelujah. Because he's not confusing. He's never been. Is there wonder in God? Yeah. Is there the mystery of God? Oh, yeah. But when it comes to speaking advice, when it comes to counsel, it's all here. Woo! Second thing that he heavily counsels like, it's never going against God's word. Well, I feel like I'm going to do this. Really? Well, let me share something with you in God's word. <laughs> well, I don't really like that. That's not, that's not contextually to today. Hear that all the time. Really? Because God's not the same yesterday, today, and forever. I forgot. They're like, that's not in the word today. That's not what he's talking about. Really? 
If you really looked at scripture, if you really asked the Holy Spirit as you open this thing up, how many of you are saying, Holy Spirit, when you open this thing up, speak to me? Or are you just opening it up going, got my reading in? Say, no, God, I'm, I'm searching your word. I want to know what you have to say to this situation. I want to know what you have to do in this situation. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. Guess what? He's going to speak to you. There's been plenty of times I'm just hungry and thirsty for a word. I'm just hungry and thirsty for wisdom. And I open this thing up. I'm like, God, please, just reveal something. I'm like, whoa. Amen. Because God's word is heavenly counsel. And the last way that heavenly counsel is like is it never tickles the ear. It speaks straight to the heart. Mm, it doesn't. It doesn't just tickle your ear and make you feel good. It speaks to the heart. It speaks so directly to the heart. It speaks directly to who and what God's called you to do and who God's called you to be. It's not, there, there's the goodness of God, right? I love the goodness of God. I love the favor of God. I love the blessing of God. But when it comes to godly counsel, it doesn't just make you feel good. It's going to lead you. It's not going to make you stumble and fall. Does anybody want this? My hand is up because I desperately need this. We need this because people all over the city, all over this nation, all over this world, they're hearing everything else opposite of what I'm saying today. And their ears are being tickled, and they're doing everything that the world tells them, and they're coming back feeling empty, feeling voided, feeling like they tried everything, every drug, every drink, every person, everything else that the word says don't. And they're like, man, I'm empty. I'm like, you're empty because you're missing the thing that will fill everything. Godly counsel. Godly advice. Stop running after the world. The world isn't going to give you anything. It's going to leave you empty. The second thing is this. Godly counsel calls you to faith filled action. Proverbs 6.21 says, bind them, the Father's commandment, on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. Has anyone ever given you instruction, counsel, godly counsel and instruction, and you know you got to act? See, I remember I was thinking about this, I was praying, Rachel and I and our team, we, we uh, knew we were coming to plant a church, right? And sorry for the personal stories, but we knew we were coming to plant the church, and and we knew that God called us to the city, and we knew that God was going to do great things. I'm, I stand in amazement, guys. You're all miracles. And I, and I was like, okay, God, like, this is our timetable. This is, we know you're calling. We want to be obedient. We want to walk. We want to, we heeded the counsel, but here's our timetable, right? We all do this to God, right? Here's my plan, God. Right? Right? Here's my plan. And we went to a conference, and um, I think it was in November of 2015. And we were thinking 2017, we'll, we'll launch out, we'll do something, we'll start doing something. I remember like conversations were happening. And we got there and there was a godly man, a man that I really trust in a lot of ways. And he was, he's a, he's a really well-known man of God. He's strong, he's mighty, he's courageous, he's awesome. And Rachel and I sat in front of him and he introduced himself to us and we turned around and we talked. And there was an immediate God connection, right, because God's good like that. He'll bring people and immediately connect you. It's powerful. And so he spoke, and he was telling us all these things, and we said, hey, we're going we're gonna to launch out on this time at this date. In 2017, we think we're going to go and do God's work. He's like, he said, he, he, I remember, he closed his eyes. And I remember him just praying. We're standing in an auditorium of like 20,000 people. And he just closed his eyes, and he's like six foot nine, and I'm like five foot nothing. I'm like, should I be praying too? <laughs> like, I was like, okay, Rach, we grabbed our hands, and I began to pray, and he just opened up his eyes and he said, I just really feel in my heart, I really believe God's calling you to go a little bit earlier than you think you're going to go. And I grabbed Rachel's hand and I was like, I don't think you heard from heaven. <laughs> I don't think you heard. 
And he said, no, no, I know there's fear, but the only way you're going to overcome fear is by doing this, by seeing the faithfulness of God. How many of you know that that next January, like two months after that January, January 27th, I think it was, of 2016, we had our first ever coffee shop gathering in Taylor Street in Chicago. Why? Because when you're getting godly counsel, when you're heeding wisdom and advice, it's going to take some faith-filled action to back it up. See, I had, to, I had to take the steps of faith. We had to take the steps. Our team had to take the steps of faith. Or we would have just stood back on the sidelines. Because God's counsel is calling you to greater things. It's calling you forward. It's never going to call you backwards. It's going to always call you forward. Right? And so we heeded the advice and we walked in it. Scripture is clear. Bind it. Tie it. Bind it on your heart. Tie it around your neck. See, it changes from what the, uh, what the Jewish tradition was, was they put it on their hands. They would put the word literally on their arm, and they would put it on their forehead, and they would do that as kind of a tradition, as a ritual, and that would be their way to understand and allow the word of God to protect it. And Solomon flips the script, and he says, uh-uh, this isn't just an action. This is something you got to put inside of you. Tie it around your heart. Tie counsel around your heart so that you don't give single people. Tie it around your heart so you stop giving your heart up to some bad people. Tie the words of God around your heart so you don't lose out. You don't miss out. You don't give up the calling of God on your life. Put it around your neck. You know why it says tie it around your neck? So that it's almost like you can't look to the left or to the right. You can only keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So you know what? I'm going to put the words on my neck. I'm going to tie them on my heart. I'm going to walk in action. I'm going to walk in obedience. I don't need to look to the left or the right. I just need to keep my heart and eyes fixed towards him. Godly counsel finally is this. I'm not going to finish, but I want to finish with this point. Godly counsel leads you to God's best for you. Somebody needs to hear that today. He's been speaking. He's been trying to reach you. And all along, you're like, he's trying to take me down a path that I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I want to be with this people. I want to do this thing. I want to be a part. Listen, God's counsel, God's wisdom will lead you to God's best. Never short of that. I'm grateful for a God that wants his best for my life and, and yours. Anybody else? Just me. Two of us. What? Okay, four of us. Great. Godly counsel leads you to God's best for your life. It says this in verse 22. This is so powerful. Just, just imagine this for a second, that God is speaking this, that God is saying this. It says this, when you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. Words of God. When you walk, God's words are going to lead you. When you lie down, they're going to watch over you. And when you awake, they're going to talk to you. God's best. His best for you. They're going to lead you. They're going to guide you. I said it to Pastor Zach as he goes, God's words are going to lead him. God's words are going to direct him. God's words are going to take him to the best. When he lies down, when you lie down, they're going to watch over you. Godly counsel will watch over you. It will protect you. It will keep you from the things of this world, from the traps and the snares of the evil one. It's going to watch over you. And when Satan wants to come and get you, God's going to say, no, that's my son. That's my daughter. I'm watching over them. They're walking in counsel. They're walking in godly advice. They're walking in the things of heaven. You can't touch him. And then it says, it's going to speak to you. See, the thing about God is he's so good is that he talks to his children. He's talking. He's speaking. He's crying out godly counsel, godly 
wisdom and when you walk in it every day. Proverbs eleven fourteen says this. Where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counsel, there is safety. Safety. Safety? You mean there's safety in God's arms? Yep. Wait, but what about all the bad things that happened to me? It's life. <laughs> you want a deep theological thing? It's called life. There's nothing else to explain there. It's a fallen world. We live in a fallen, sinful world, but guess what? Our reward isn't here. Our reward is in heaven, and we're going that way. We're running that way, but not just going that way and just forgetting about everything else we have to do on this earth. That would be called being irresponsible. Today, we're going to walk. We're going to be led. We're going to see. We're going to be watched over as God speaks godly counsel, godly advice, godly insight, godly words, so that we can not only keep our eyes fixed upon heaven, but we can reach the city. We can invade these streets. We can tell people, hey, what you're living for, what you're doing, it's not going to work. It's not going to last. It's going to leave you empty. It's going to leave you void. I got the goodness of Jesus with me that I want to tell you about. He died on a cross 2,000 years ago for you while you were still a sinner, and he's going to set you free today. I got some advice counsel to tell you. Godly counsel will lead you to God's best. Would you pray with me this morning? This is a word that you need to go home and with every head bowed and every eye closed. You need to go home and you need to chew on it. Better yet, you need to pray on it. If you're in lack of counsel, if you're in lack of advice, I believe today he wants to speak it to you, but the good thing about God's presence is when you go from here, he goes with you. And I believe today we're going to hear back miracles of people that needed advice and wisdom. They needed to know where God's calling them. He's speaking. And he's calling you to great things. He's calling you to his kingdom. He's calling you to greater purposes and greater things for your life. He's not going to give you nothing short than his best. Will you be willing? Will you have the heart of obedience? Will you have the wonder of God to walk in it today? So with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I want to just ask you to do me a favor in a second. I want to have you slip your hand up because I want to pray for each and every person in this room this morning that is in need of advice, is in need of counsel, is in need of God to speak over them. And today you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm done trying to do it myself. I need you, God. I need your voice. I need you to watch over me. I need you to speak to me. I need you to lead me. Your word, it says that these words are a lamp and a light to our path. God, light up my path. Give me a lamp to walk. Show me where you may have me go. Tell me what you may have me do. Lead me, God. Remove things from my life. Take people from my life and bring the goodness and the grace of Jesus Christ into my life. If you're in the room this morning and you need this, you need guidance, you need direction, you need counsel, you need a fresh renewal of the Holy Spirit, slip your hand up right now. So put them up. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Jesus, I love you. We love you. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness and your grace, God. God, I know that you see every hand lifted in this place, God. And even those that couldn't slip their hand up right now, God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit would fill them right now from their head to their toes, God. God, that you would fill them with godly counsel, godly advice, God. That their their, their ears would ring with your words from heaven, God. That their heart would just be penetrated by your words, oh God. God, I pray that you will just guide them. That you will lead them. That your light would be a 
lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path, oh God. God, that nothing can separate you from their love, God. No hardship, no famine, no death, oh God. But you're going to take them to greater heights, greater depths of who you are, God. Your love and your mercy, God, is so good. And we thank you, God, that in you we do not have fool's gold, but we have pure gold in you, God. So may we walk with you, God. May we talk with you. May you speak. May you guide. And may you direct all the days of their life. We ask this in the name above every name. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you love Jesus, will you stand to your feet?